What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 31 of the Unconventionally Arab podcast. I'm your host, Sadalessa. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I want to start this episode by thanking everyone that has watched the Unconventionally Arab uh, short comedy special on my YouTube page. Um, we reached over 20,000 views. Thank you guys so much. It's been two years, but still, I'm very appreciative of every uh, view, every like, every share. So thank you guys so much. As we continue to strive to be better artists and better people in general, um, it's a motivation from you guys to me to continue doing what I love. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I don't know if you realize, but we do have a new plant. Finally uh, got around to getting a new plant. It's a money tree, apparently, and it's easier to maintain. Our last plant did not make it, unfortunately, but it does. It looks okay, I think. I don't know. In any case, um, on this episode, honestly, last week I didn't release an episode, uh, mostly because I recorded it and I felt that it wasn't, I wasn't in a good headspace to release it. And I didn't like what I said because I was venting with no direction. And I know this podcast has no um, format, um, but I do like to think about what I'm going to say prior. I like to come from a place of truth. And um, even though I was being true the last time I recorded last week, I still didn't feel that it was sincere in a way and i felt like i was in a bad headspace so i took a few days off took some time off stand up didn't do a show last friday which i usually have a show every friday uh on deck comedy that is and took some time for myself to read a little bit write um reset spend some time with friends and you know just find my new um or just re restart my energy in general and i'm appreciative that i did that and i'm thankful for it but I had a lot of time to, to reflect on what's been going on in the world and how discouraged um, and encouraged I am at the same time. Uh, but first, let me explain why I'm discouraged. I'm very discouraged because ever since I've been posting about the Palestinian conflict and what's been going on um, in the world, I've noticed that a lot of people stopped watching my stories on Instagram. And that's okay. That's their prerogative. That's their right. They don't want to watch violence. They don't want to watch uh, bad news. They kind of enjoy being left in their bubble of comfort. That's my opinion, by the way, right? Um, and they just want to feel, continue to live distant from these problems because I guess it just reminds us of how ungreat the world really is. And that's, again, my opinion. Um, but the reason I'm discouraged is because I feel like, you know, living in America for the last 10 years as an Arab, as a Muslim, I have also become so desensitized from the problems that are happening other places in the world. And whether it's the, the concentration camps of the Chinese Muslims, whether it's what's happening in Colombia now, whether whatever global issue has been happening in other countries that, that's outside the United States, I've kind of lived in this American bubble where only domestic affairs uh, mattered. And that was because... One, I'm surrounded by people that are American and, and care more about what's happening here, which is any citizen of any um, country's right um, and, and norm, right? That's like the norm, to care first about your home and then worry about what's outside. And second is the news and the stuff that we share here is very much um, very focused on um, internal affairs and politics rather than foreign affairs and the politics of, of international, um, international politics in general. And when I started to speak up about the Palestinian issue 
and how the people of Palestine are living in an apartheid state under uh, an occupational force uh, that is using brute force to dispossess families. And by the way, like, congrats to us and everyone around the world. I think it's safe to say now that the narrative of the um, Israeli propaganda machine is falling apart. And a lot of people around the world are finally starting to see Israel for what it is. And that's why I'm not going to waste any time on this episode trying to debunk anything that they've been saying or putting out in the news, because I feel like it's, it's enough to see the whole world stand with Palestine. Uh, like I said in the first episode, I discussed this. The truth is like a lion. You set it free and it will defend itself. And I think that's exactly what it's doing right now. We still have a long way to go. But back to my point. Uh, I've gotten very discouraged because I've realized a lot of people of Jewish faith that follow me, a lot of people that believe in Israel as a, as a, as a, um, a sovereign state that is democratic, um, don't want to see that. It creates a lot of cognitive dissonance. And I get that. It's very hard for someone from somewhere or that believes in something to start to look within and look within the people that they stand for or represent them as flawed. And I say that because as an Arab and as a Muslim living in America, I've come to realize that any country that um, exercises Sharia law, we're very quick to be like, ooh, crazy people, right? You know, like Sharia law, they need to, find, they need to separate church from state, like America. But for some reason, when the argument comes for Israel and the land and the claim of the land, the Bible is enough to justify their claim of the land. And I find that very hypocritical and contradicting because if Muslim countries, all Muslim countries around the world, applied Sharia law, trust me, ladies and gentlemen, we'd have bigger problems than the ones we're dealing with now, especially in terms of doing business uh, with other countries, and especially in terms of expats living there, in terms of getting a job, a visa. My God, we wouldn't even know where to start. And I say this because for the longest time, um, I've heard a lot of comments on Arabs in general, like, oh, they don't tolerate criticism. Uh, people there are oppressed. Uh, they don't have democracies. Um, you know, like, Islam is an extremist religion, which it's not, by the way. The people that constitute the terrorists that we are fighting, by the way, the Arab nations are fighting ISIS, are less than 1% of Muslims around the world. So, statistically speaking, they're all untrue. But we're not standing here complaining about how untrue they are, no matter how many times I'm stopped at the airport, searched, detained for hours before I'm released, uh, detained in, in London's airport for no reason, and questioned, and then released eight hours later. Like, no one's here, like, saying, oh my god, like, I really didn't do 9-11, and I have nothing to do. Like, we get it. There's security because people are afraid because of the media and the propaganda that was sold that all Muslims are crazy. And now, as a result of this bullshit, we have to pay the price. And I say all this because it's, it's, that's why I'm discouraged, is when we came to criticize the state of Israel and put them on blast for what they're doing, a lot of people were like, this is anti-Semitic, and you can't talk about this. Where should the Jews go? We deserve a land. No one is arguing that Jewish people need a land or home. We're simply arguing that it should not happen at the expense of the Palestinian indigenous people. And it should not happen by putting down and killing and murdering other people and using apartheid policies that are considered an apartheid, by the way, by the international uh, law. Uh, Israel has broken 65 United Nations resolutions. And yet, no one is able to hold them accountable because whenever the United Nations votes on it, guess who vetoes it? The United States of America or the United Kingdom? England, to be exact. And so, that's why I'm discouraged, is because even when the whole world 
is standing against Israel, even when all this footage is coming out about their um, crimes and, and atrocities and, 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 and racist policies, still a lot of people are like, I don't want to see it. Yet when it comes to things that involve Islam, we're very quick to cooperate with the Western civilizations and countries to debunk this stuff and fight terrorism together and work together. And I quickly realized, I'm like, you know what? That's a lot of bullshit that we've been fed. And, I, and don't, you know, like, I'm sure you have different opinions, but we've been fed a lot of bullshit. We Arabs and Muslims have, pay, have paid the price of 9-11 to this day, living everywhere in the world. When, whether it comes to visas, whether it comes to whatever. And we've accepted, we've accepted that that's the, 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 the consequence of such tragedy that happened in New York. But I see it as a double standard. I see it as, here we are, Western civilizations are able to criticize Islam, are able to criticize other nations and how they run, but don't you ever dare criticize one of our allies or nations. And that's where I have a problem. And I say that because when, let's, let's talk about 9-11 for a quick uh, moment. When that happened and George Bush went on national television and he goes, we're going to fight terrorism and we're going to Iraq, the whole world stood silent and no one questioned wait a minute, out of the 19 hijackers, not one of them was from Iraq. Yet we're going to go to Iraq and fight terrorism there because he has weapons of mass destruction, which we, we still haven't found, by the way. I'm not arguing that Saddam Hussein wasn't a dictator, that some people weren't oppressed. But what I'm saying is Iraq is in a much worse state now than it was before. And a lot of its natural resources were stolen. So living in this world where we're constantly just listening to our leaders and not questioning it and standing by them regardless, I think has come to an end. I think it's time for the people to lead the leaders into the right direction. And that's where my, my hope comes in and why I feel encouraged, because I've seen a lot of people stand up for Palestine. I've seen a lot of Israelis go from, no, that's not true, to, hey, they've messaged me and like, I just did some research and I listened to what you've been talking about and I went on Clubhouse and had conversations and had conversations with ex-IDF soldiers and I think it's time to call out Israel as a racist state, a racist regime, an ethnocracy, an apartheid state. And you know what? It's not anti-Semitic to stand against my own people and tell them, hey, you're treating the Palestinians horribly. And by the way, there's evidence all over the internet, everywhere, in books of, of, of uh, Netanyahu speaking about how Palestinians don't deserve uh, their own state and that how they should just go back to Jordan. I mean, you know, like if we go back in time and, and, and like, you know, just like Michael Scherzer said on the two episodes ago, um, Jewish American activist, he says, the reason I stand up for the Palestinian people is I think back to the days of the Holocaust and Nazi Germany. And I wonder what if we were as loud then? Could we have prevented such a tragic thing from happening? And I think that's the most noble reason to stand behind the Palestinian people. Yet they still put out uh, videos of, look at uh, Pakistan and India. The, the uh, people killed because of that conflict uh, is way less than the Palestinians being killed today. Hold on. Since when did we justify murder and colonizations by referencing other murder and colonizations and wars to see which statistics um, are less and that way we are justified? That's bullshit. 
That's bullshit, complete bullshit, and it's not a way to move forward. We need every country to be held accountable. We need every leader to be held accountable. And we, the people, demand that the world lives in peace. And the only way there's going to be peace is if there's justice. And without justice, we're not going to be able to move forward because there's going to constantly be people that are oppressed and people that are uh, at a disadvantage and um, experiencing injustice and racism. And all that's going to breed is anger and hatred towards the oppressor. And I say all this because I truly believe that the future of this world is better. I truly believe that it's up to us, this generation and the next, to stand up not only against Israel, but our own governments as well, if they oppress people or treat people with with, um, certain privileges, whether it's white privilege or Jewish privilege like in Israel or um, Kuwaiti privilege uh, in Kuwait over, you know, foreigners in any way. And yes, we're not democratic states, but we've always stood by people who are oppressed. But to completely shut out the world and people that come to visit from the suffering of the people there is something we cannot be silent about. Like I was watching this video of this birthright uh, tour bus and this um, Jewish American stands up and goes, how come this, this map doesn't state the West Bank or East Jerusalem being Palestinian uh, territory or Gaza. And the, and, and the tour guide goes, because that's the truth Israel believes. And, you know, you can have a different opinion, but that's what we're sharing. That's what we want you to see. And, and the Jewish American goes, well, that's not right, because it's not right under international law. It's not right under United Nations. It's not the agreement we had with the Palestinians. So isn't that like a way of brainwashing people? And basically, he, he was asked to to pay for his ticket back to the United States. Um, and, and basically they kicked him out from the birthright tour. And that to me is like absurd. Like what kind of democratic state doesn't tolerate a difference of opinion or open to a conversation? It's very discouraging, you know? Um, and it's very discouraging that all resistance is seen as terrorist, ter- like a terrorist attack or a ter- terrorist attempt at the Israeli state. It's, it's interesting to see them squirm and continue to push a narrative that is obviously falling apart. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm, the wolf climbing the hill is always hungrier than the wolf on top of the hill. And I really believe that right now, we, the people, this generation and the younger generations want to see change, not only abroad, but here, everywhere, with leadership that is. Uh, that, that has integrity, is transparent, and cares for the people. It's mind-boggling for me to, to hear the media constantly refer to any resistance as a terrorist attack if it's representing a, a Muslim or Arab nation, or even a minority in America. Like, think about it like, you know, the Black Panther organization was considered, or movement was considered a terrorist organization. But the Ku Klux Klan wasn't even considered a terrorist organization until last year. They were still having debates when Trump is in office. Is it a hate group or a terrorist organization? Even though they, they did all their horrific actions in the name of Christianity. Isn't that what's happening in Israel now? Nelson Mandela was on the United States terrorist list 
for the longest time ever, and today he's considered one of the greatest human rights activists. It's just crazy to me to, 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 for people to see what's happening and still be so desensitized and still want to believe one narrative. And me included. I, I have a lot of work to do. I need to do more research on what's happening in Colombia, what's happening in China. We need to speak up because all of us matter. Every voice counts. There's not going to be a better future if we don't fix ourselves, look inward, hold our own governments and representatives accountable, hold our friends accountable. You know, even when I'm going out with people who maybe hate Israel and they say something that's anti-Semitic, I'm like, hey, that's anti-Semitic, that's against Jews, it's not against the Israeli state. Like, it's my duty also to share information and educate those around me so that they know the difference, so they don't, they don't fall uh, to the trap of propaganda and understand how to hold someone accountable without, you know, racism or prejudice. All we care about is equality and justice. And that's what the Palestinian liberation movement is about. And any movement that's fighting an oppressive um, regime, any movement around the world, And so if I can leave you guys with one thing is I hope that you continue to educate yourselves, you continue to remove your biases or preconditioned notions of, of, or narratives that you've been fed growing up in a country, state, or religion, and always aim to find the truth that, that feels right in your heart. And I truly believe that's the only way to move forward. And as far as the Palestinian people, please know that the whole world is still with you. We're not going to be silent. We're not going to be silenced. And justice will always prevail. That's what I believe. Otherwise, what the fuck are we doing here? So, that's the episode, really. Um, I just wanted to share my thoughts on what's been going on. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, this, you know, all the episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, and Podbean. The episode's name has changed from The Sad Truth to Unconventionally Arab. This has been episode 31. Uh, if you don't watch this on YouTube, give it a shot. It might be more enjoyable. Hit the like button if you enjoyed it and please share it. Uh, until next Wednesday, my name is Sadalessa and it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys.